all my life growing up, I always felt a little bit misunderstood. I would have little temper tantrums and different emotional problems. And when I was able to combine poetry with music and songwriting, I finally felt normal. It was very personal to me because I was trying to get something out of me. It felt kind of like you're sharing something really personal. It felt like I was sharing a secret. What's up, guys? This is Philip from Vision Quest Sound. Welcome to our podcast. As artists and musicians, how can we add real value today? On this show, we focus on leadership and productivity for today's creators. Episodes include advice recaps from our blog and my favorite interviews with artists and influencers. Eva, thank you so much for joining us today on the show. Yay, thank you so much for having me. I've been following you guys for a while now and I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> Tell us the name of your band, how many people are in there, give some shout outs to the musicians, and what's your music about? Mm-hmm. So, the name of the band is Eva and the Vagabond Tales. There's five of us total right now that perform live. There's Jacob Flume, he's my drummer, my sound engineer, he does live sound for us, he records some of the material on, on my albums. Then I have Al Ortega on bass. And then when we have a bass player, he switches to guitar. And then I have Jasmine Capitulo on accordion. And just recently, Joe DiFiori has been playing with us on clarinet and very saxophone. Can you describe your sound to people who are new audience who perhaps haven't heard your music before? Our sound, I think I would describe as old world pop or folk or European folk. It just, it definitely has a lot of influences from older music, whether it's old ballads or old folk songs or pop or things like that. And we use acoustic instruments to get that across, that sound across. We try to be happy and energetic when we're playing live, but the music always comes out with a bit of a nostalgia to it. <laughs> and I noticed that we get a lot of nostalgic and melancholy type people who follow us. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I love it and they seem to love it. So I'm happy. <laughs> I love it, you know, and we love it over here at Vision Quest Sound. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, where can we go to follow you and learn more about what you do, Eva? You can go to our website at evaandthevagabondtales.com. But more recently, I've been using our, our YouTube channel a lot more. And I'm going to be doing some how-to videos and some funny blooper videos of our tragedies that we go through on the road. And just music videos, songs, covers, all of that's going to be on our YouTube. On Instagram, too. I like to interact on Instagram. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yes, please check out Eva and the Vagabond Tales. She's got some great music. If you want to feel real raw emotions, please follow her. I love your accordion player. I mean, there's not a lot of accordions in Los Angeles or in the world for that matter. What made you decide, hey, I need an accordion? How did that come into play? I'm from Russia and I've always thought accordion is such a cool instrument because it's like a portable piano. Mm. And I, I've always loved the accordion. I've always wanted to learn it. My very first accordion player, he he was in my band and he taught me how to play a little bit. And ever since he was in my band, I always felt like, okay, I need an accordion player in this band. And so when he left, I didn't know what to do because you don't just find an accordion player on the street. It's like a rare type of thing. So... 
I went to Craigslist because that was my last hope. And I went on there and I made an accordion ad looking for an accordion player. And I had, no one replied to me for months because they're so wow. rare here mm -hmm. in Southern California. And then finally, I got a reply from somebody named Jasmine. And I was nervous, too, because I, I was for some reason, I was assuming that she was going to be like 70 years old. <laughs> And I was thinking, because I, I, I couldn't imagine a young girl playing accordion. <laughs> and I was thinking, oh, man, how is this going to make us like, I have nothing against older people like playing music or anything. Sure. <laughs> totally not against because they're probably very professional and really good. It's just I was thinking about the image of our band and I was still really young, too. I was like 21, 22. <laughs> And so I was thinking, what, what am I going to do? And so I, I didn't know how to ask her to send a picture. I tried to f stalk her on social media, but she didn't have social media. So we just <laughs> ended up inviting her to a show. And she showed up to one of our shows. And I saw that she was the same age as us. I was so happy. Then she's been playing with us ever since. <laughs> My goodness, what a story. One word that comes to mind when I, when I hear the name Eva and the Vagabond Tales, it's the story. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Take us back to when you first fell in love with music. I'm actually from Russia, so my, my mom was a piano teacher, so she was forcing me to learn piano at a young age, and she was one of those strict ones where she beats you with the, the what is this thing called? Um, the, not the hammer. What is it? The, it's some kind of a spoon. Is it wood? Ruler. A ruler, yeah. <laughs> she was really strict, so I learned piano, but I didn't want to play piano, and I just kind of ran away from it. And when I was a teenager, I went back to Russia, and in my grandparents' apartment, I found a, a broken, out-of-tune guitar. I learned how to tune it there, and it was one of those where I have to tune with an actual um, wrench. And then I started playing different songs like Coldplay and just different songs I was listening to, listening to at the time. But then I've always wrote written poetry just because I, I feel like there's some things in me that I don't understand. And the only way that I was able to get those feelings out was through poetry or some kind of metaphors or writing different stories. And when I was able to combine poetry with music and songwriting, I finally felt normal because all my life growing up, I always felt a little bit misunderstood like I would have little temper tantrums and different emotional problems. And I always felt like I don't know how to explain what I'm feeling. But once I found a way to explain what I'm feeling, even if it doesn't make sense, at least whatever it was came out of me. And now I felt a lot better. I was able to take songs that I've written in my head and then put them poetry with it and actually make songs. Yeah, that's kind of how it came together. How did you come up with the name Vagabond, Eva and the Vagabond Tales. I still regret having such a long band name to this day, but when I very first started a group, the bass player I had at the time, I was saying, I want the songs to be about traveling. I have a lot of songs about traveling. And he said, why not use the word vagabond? And at the time, I didn't even know what a vagabond was, but I looked it up and I saw this little bunny thing with a stick 
and a, like a traveling train bunny walk. It was a cartoon, and I thought, oh, that's such a nice vintage sounding word, vagabond. And then somebody else said, why not add tales to it or stories because your songs are stories. So I thought, okay, vagabond tales. And then somebody else suggested, well, you have to put your name in it because you're the songwriter. And then I think somebody wrote our first article about us in the local newspaper. Mm -hmm. And after that, I was thinking, dang it, I can't change it now because... <laughs> It's out there already, <laughs> so that's how it came to be. The story lives on. That's cool. What's going on with Eva and the Vagabond Tales now? Well, we just released our album last year, and we've been really busy promoting it, playing shows. We started playing Downtown Disney last year, too. So we've been learning Disney songs to keep people entertained when they come to watch us. More recently, I kind of I started going back and finishing some songs I've been writing and recording them. And while we play shows, it's really hard to write because we're always preparing for the next show. And I always want everything to be different because if we play locally in the area often, I want people to have a good time and something new each time. So I'm actually very thankful for this opportunity to stay, stay at home and finish working on new songs and recording things because... I mean, we're all in quarantine right now, and yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to make the best of it. I'm actually having a good time finishing different projects that I've had here in quarantine. <laughs> that's yeah. good. I'm glad that you're staying productive. I mean, that's a common theme today, you know, when everyone's been canceled. Hopefully this will pass soon. We must move on. You chose the words, but I knew you would stay. I think this whole thing is a really good opportunity for everybody to just pause for a second and reflect on themselves and how they can grow. And all we've ever really wanted is time, you know, and <laughs> it's interesting because right now we have it. We have the time to do the things that we've always complained about not having time to do. Dream collaboration. Ooh, definitely. I'm just going to say this one first because it's never going to happen. Paul McCartney. Yeah. I would love to just just even be his like backup singer, something like that. Paul McCartney. A more recent dream of mine, it's more vivid to me. I feel like maybe it could happen one day. I would like to sing on one of the postmodern jukebox videos. They're just such a cool group of people. And I think the, the one who arranges everything, I think his, or his Scott Bradley, I'm not sure if he's the one that yeah. arranges it or not, mm -hmm. but I just love everything that he comes up with. All the ideas. I just think it's cool and I would love to sing on one of those one day. That would be an excellent platform yeah. for you. I totally see you doing that. We should reach out to Postmodern Jukebox if they're listening. Hint, hint. <laughs> Check out Eva. Okay, so tell us a little bit about this NPR Tiny Desk Concert that happens and what kind of platform is it and who should reach out? Actually, NPR Tiny Desk Contest. NPR just basically tells you to sing your own original song, perform your own original song in front of any kind of desk. And it could be anywhere, in the room, outside, in a creative place, in front of a cat, in front of a dog. <laughs> um, and it's a really nice opportunity because although it's a contest, it brings the music community together and everyone is so creative and everyone's creativity comes out. And you can just YouTube search NPR Tiny Desk Contest and you can see all the different entries. You see like stripped down performances. Mm. Immediately after I saw that in your article, I went there. That led me to a rabbit hole down watching more of your videos on YouTube. The Tiny Desk 
concert that I just filmed is for my song, Please Keep Me. I recorded it in an underground kind of walkway that goes underneath a, an avenue here that we have, Magnolia Avenue. And I recorded it on my iPhone. The sound the, the, on the voice memos on my iPhone, the video part of it was done on a better iPhone. <laughs> I think it was like a newer iPhone, but the audio was recorded on iPhone 6. And you could actually see the iPhone recording on my guitar in I, the video. I did notice that, and I did see some comments. You know, at the beginning, how it just zooms in, you know, how the camera goes closer. I was like, the sound was just amazing. I would have to credit the sound mm-hmm. to my drummer, Jake. Mm-hmm. He's a really good sound engineer, and he's the one that edited it down to the way it is. And the reverb in there, I don't know how he made it sound so natural. Well, I mean, the echo, the reverb was already existing in the tunnel. He filmed it and he did the sound for it. Fantastic job. And I'm also using his equipment to record this and his computer. <laughs> Jake, shout out to you. Fantastic job. Yeah. <laughs> Keep him around, all right? You know, give him some coffee. Make sure you feed him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was really cool. Thank you for that. Let's talk about the future. What new projects, videos, shows, events... What's up and coming for Eva? Right now, I'm working on an album with an artist in Wisconsin. And I've sang on one of his albums before. It's interesting because I've never met him in real life. I've never even talked to him on the phone. It's always been over email. I know he's a real person. <laughs> and he has a good, a good fan base. And his fans are kind of similar to my fans. And he makes really sad music too. So... We like working together, and I've sang on one of his albums before. His name is Lonesome White and the Holy Spooks, and he's he's also the singer for a band called Those Poor Bastards. So I'm actually doing an album with him where I'm doing a couple of my songs, and he's doing a couple of his songs. And right now we're in the process of choosing which songs we're going to do. So that's pretty cool. I'm excited for that. Yeah. And I'm also working on a lot of videos that I've never finished, like a behind-the-scenes making of our video C will return you there's a lot a lot of bloopers in that video because we we, there was a lot of things that happened and went wrong it was our very first video that we ever did we did it ourselves and there's a couple other traveling videos that I want to finish too and also another album yay yay wow a lot of stuff You're, you're a busy person what keeps you going is it coffee red bull what's your thing I think it's um time just the idea that the day is ending Mm-hmm. And the idea that, oh, look at how much time has gone by, that kind of scares me and it makes me, it keeps me going. But I, I like to drink tea a lot. I'm drinking tea right now, actually. <laughs> me too. I'm more yeah. of a tea drinker. I only drink coffee like when I'm forced to. Hey, you want to get some coffee? Uh, if I have to, uh, I'll just get some tea. I'm the same way. <laughs> if there were one thing that you could change in the music industry to accommodate artists better today? What would it be? I would really love it if Facebook pages and Instagram pages, if they took away the thing where only a certain number of people see our posts, because I don't want to be in everyone's face constantly because I know that people use social media to interact with their friends and stuff. But I do know that there are a lot of our fans who don't see our posts and they'll message us saying, when are you playing next? You haven't been playing for a whole year. And I tell them, actually, we have been playing for a whole year. And they get so upset because they miss our posts. Um, I remember when that first started happening, I remember anytime I would post anything on Facebook, 
everyone would see it.、Mm. But then they made that thing where only like 10% of people see our posts and you have to pay in order to reach everybody. And so I wish that would go away because we're not hurting anybody by posting.、Mm-hmm. But the fact that I feel like that, that's the only thing that makes me feel like we're getting taken advantage of. That our posts are kind of being taken away unless we pay for them.、Mm-hmm. So I think that's number one for me because I, I love engaging with our fans, talking to them. Absolutely. I totally see that. The ever changing algorithms. You have a lot of social media accounts. Which one are you focusing on now and why? I think Instagram. I think it's because my phone can handle Instagram. <laughs> I had to delete the Facebook app off my phone because <laughs> I don't have enough room for it. <laughs> And it's constantly, I feel like it's constantly changing, but Instagram has been consistently the same throughout the past couple of years.、Mm-hmm. There's a lot of websites. I know you're focusing on Instagram. If you had a new fan, new audience, would you prefer them to go to Instagram or, would you prefer, or, or is there an order if we could number them? IG first, website second. What would that be if you could number them? I think if, if I could number them, it would be Instagram first, YouTube second, and. Maybe Facebook third and then website last. But if everybody w- had the habit of check- checking someone's website, then of course I would do website first because I can control it. But I think the reality is that I don't think people actually go to websites. I don't think it's, in their, it's part of their everyday routine to check some. I can't even remember the last time I went on somebody's website, even like a band I really like.、Mm-hmm. I think I just go to their Instagram first to see what they announce. I don't know. That might be, just be me though. Good to know. Where would you like your audience to go to to listen to new music? Is it IG, Spotify, or YouTube? I would say probably Spotify or YouTube. I know that our Spotify is, I think it's very neatly organized, but that's not because of me. I think it's because of Spotify.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I think it's just because I've seen Spotify before. I don't personally have Spotify because, you know, I'm broke. <laughs> so,、um, but also YouTube because. I feel like I can control what I post on there,、mm-hmm. and our songs are already there, I think. That's、mm-hmm. cool. Okay. I see you have a great YouTube channel. The cinematography is beautiful. Thank you. You got a great team. Thank you. Yeah, I love my team. Anyone who's ever helped us. Somewhere in this world, it could be Russia, it could be LA, there's a younger version of Eva, you know, wanting to do what you're doing. Sees you at the NAM show. What do you tell her? What, what advice can you give to her? I think if she's trying to do anything with her life, artistically, musically, or just if she's trying to be successful, I would advise her to not procrastinate and not to underestimate like, how much time is valuable. Because when I was young, I, I feel like I wasted a lot of time. When we would have shows, I would stay till the very end. I would. It was kind of like more of like a social outing rather than a step to get to the next level. I, I mean, it, I think it's good also to have fun doing what you're doing, but I think it should be strategic fun. I could have been writing more, I could have been making more content, more videos, being more creative, and I just I wasted a lot, a lot of time on just procrastination. <laughs> so I would think that's probably the advice I would give, and to also not give up. I see about the time management. Looking at your website, you've accomplished so much. The Disneyland showcases,、um, showcases in general, Dyn Audio, a lot of gigs. You've got, you've got a lot of music on Spotify and on all music platforms. How do you manage your time as, as a band leader, as a songwriter, as a musician? 
How do you do all this? <laughs> I, I'm actually still trying to figure out how to manage my time. So far, this is what's been helping me the past few months is mm. every day when I wake up, I make a to-do list for that day. And I love scratching the to-do list off. But honestly, it, I think it just depends on what mood I'm in because there will be whole um, months where I'm so productive and then one day I'll just snap out of it and for a whole two months, I will get up super late and I won't even look at my to-do list and everything piles up. Mm. So I don't know. It's, I think it's a maybe like a mood disorder type thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I try really hard though. I try really hard to manage my time. I think having a to-do list is definitely really helpful and to kind of make a little pie chart of what you do, like maybe take one week out of your life and mm -hmm. try to see what do you spend the majority of your time doing. And you might actually oh. realize that it's not what you think it is. Like for me, I thought that I spent a lot of time on social media, but I realized I actually spent a lot of time on things like Wikipedia or weird, like if I'm reading the news and there's like one of those, you know, those like news articles about this woman in Riverside County found this under her blanket or something, <laughs> yeah. you know? And then, so it's, I realized that I spend a lot of time on things I don't even, like my mind just turns off and I'm just reading nonsense. So I think everyone has something like that that's actually keeping them away from what they want to do. Pie charts and to-do lists. Pie charts, to-do yeah. lists, guys. <laughs> you heard it here first on Vision Quest Sound. I had this random question. Do you have perfect pitch? Do you know what that is? You know, I never understood. Is perfect pitch when you can sing on key perfectly or when you can hear what's on key or not? It's it's when you can hear a note. Oh, that's A or that's C. If I play a cluster like mm -hmm. on, the, on the keyboard, you would know what that is. <laughs> I don't know. I've never really tried it. Yeah, I've never tried it. But I think like if, if you sang me a melody, I could go and play it on the piano. I noticed that you have really, really great musicianship and, and musicians in your band. The note choice, it is melancholy. When I listen to your music, right, for the songs that I did hear, I mean, and music creates change, right, in, in people, a change in emotion. When I listen to your music, I want to cry. <laughs> and I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to remember the most important people in my life and the most important oh. times and to the moments that really, really mattered to me. So thank you for that. Thank you. I've never heard it put that way before. It's, that's very strong. It's very powerful how you said it, said it. It's almost like this thing that when I go and see your video or try to listen, I, I have to commit to being vulnerable. It's just something about your music. It's like, it goes deeper than, than hearing the brush of the snare. I see what you're saying. And you know what's interesting? When you said vulnerability, is something clicked with me because when I first started writing music, mm. I didn't feel right sharing that music because to me, it was very personal to me because I wasn't writing music just to write a song. I was writing music because I was trying to get something out of me. Mm -hmm. And so when I first shared with it, the music with maybe like some people close to me, it felt wrong. It felt kind of like you're sharing something really personal with someone and you're, there's certain things you don't want to tell people, like maybe a secret or something. And that's how I felt. I felt like I was sharing a secret and it was very vulnerable feeling, like that vulnerable feeling. Maybe that's why that happens when you listen to it. Maybe you could sense that from the music, that it wasn't supposed to 
go out into the public. It was supposed to be something that I keep to myself, maybe. You're a storyteller, a band leader, but more than that. And I think that could be maybe an upcoming episode or something about songwriting, the process, and、mm-hmm. why you chose a certain note. I do see a part two in the near future. Yeah, that would be nice.、Uh, one more time for our audience can you let everyone know where we can go to learn more about you and follow you? To learn more about us, you can go to evaandthevagabondtales.com or Instagram, evaandthevagabonds, or Facebook, slash thevagabondtales. Wonderful. And I do see videos coming soon, you know, when we graduate our quarantine lockdown. Yeah, we'll have <laughs> a celebration. But I still know that most of all you. Hi, this is Philip, and I just wanted to thank you for listening today. If you've got this far, if you're enjoying our show, please support our podcast. Visit anchor.fm/slash visionquestsound. Any amount that's in your heart will help sustain future episodes. I'm Philip from Vision Quest Sound, signing off. <laughs>